now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring health news, opinion, and insight from Wesley Chapel's concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I am a concierge medicine physician in Wesley Chapel. And as you all know, most of you know, that concierge medicine is membership medicine, meaning that uh, when you pay for a membership fee for a membership, that includes all of your office visits and procedures for a year, but it also includes the intangible benefits of having a doctor at your um, access whenever you need them through a cell phone or email, and also having the knowledge that no matter what, you're not going to have to uh, have to worry about waiting to see the doctor. You're not going to have to deal with multiple layers of uh, bureaucracy before you see your doctor. You can just pick it up the phone, call him or him or her, and then if you need to be seen that day or the next day, then you're going to be seen uh, without any uh, hassle. And uh, I'm happy to have on the line today Mackenzie Dops, who is a group benefits and self-insured strategist with Thomas McGee. And uh, she's going to help us understand more about what she does on her business end. Mackenzie, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Tommy. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, how is the weather where you're at? Hot. hot. I am in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and it is very hot and humid. The same here. It is extremely hot. How's it hot. down in Florida? <laughs> well, yesterday it was only 86 according to the temperature, but man, were we sweating. The humidity had to be 100%. I can only imagine. At least you're by a beach. Yep. And, you know, as long as I've lived in Florida, I've probably been to the beach uh, maybe once a year. It's kind of funny, if that. I don't know. Wow. I guess that's just the way it is. You probably live in the mountains. You probably rarely go hiking. Um, and then people travel from all the way to Florida to go hiking in the mountains and then don't go to the beach. But that's exactly. just the way it is. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you were talk before, we talked before we came on the air, and you do, uh, you're do you unique in your field in that you're not the typical uh, insurance uh, broker. Correct. So I began my career in the health insurance industry working for two major health insurance carriers in the greater Kansas City area. Uh, you may know of Aetna or Coventry Healthcare. And when I worked on the carrier side, I, my job was to sell group policies to brokers and agencies who worked directly with business owners on their employee benefits. Mm-hmm. In doing that, I saw a tremendous opportunity to be proactive in helping employers regarding healthcare reform and compliance. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, uh, the brokers that I worked with, in my experience, there's a big disconnect. Um, what do you I mean? worked very hard. I worked very hard in trying to do the right things for the right reasons by placing groups on the benefit plan designs necessary for their own unique needs. But mm-hmm. financially, for a business, um, I know that benefits can be a huge burden, mm-hmm. and many brokers would not place business because the commissions did not pay high enough. Oh. So they only wanted to sell the things that were kind of boxed up, ready to go off the shelf without having to do like a custom job. Exactly. So that is where, that's kind of what led me to becoming a broker, which I don't even define my my role as being a broker uh, at the end of the day. In today's healthcare environment, I would consider myself as a consultant. Mm -hmm. Um, That's truly what business owners need. And what I love about the company I work for, Thomas McGee, is the fact that we focus primarily on self-funding. So we work with mid to large size employers, and we like to transition fully insured groups onto a self-funded platform mm-hmm. or um, you know, identify those self-funded groups and find areas of cost containment um, and uh, improving the, the overall population um, 
wellness. Tell us what that means, self-funded versus fully insured, for those people that don't understand that terminology. Yeah, great, great question there. Um, The best way for me to explain it is to, uh, I guess, try to relate your fully insured group health insurance plan for your employee benefits as uh, renting an apartment. So uh, personally, for you, Tommy, would you rather rent or own the things that you pay for? Own. (laughs) Exactly. So your fully insured health insurance is just like renting an apartment. Mm -hmm. So you have zero control over your renewal increases. Mm -hmm. You don't know why you have that increase. What is the factor causing the increase, um, but you have zero customization. You can't really remodel your kitchen and get any return on investment there. Right. And uh, when you do, when you self-insure your group employee benefits, that is like owning a home. So you have more flexibility. You're eliminating carrier profits, um, complete plan customization, and you really get to see the guts of the plan in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you break out, so when you see a monthly premium on a fully insured policy, mm-hmm. you see $550 for employee spouse coverage, for example, but you don't know what components really right. go into that total premium. So on a self-funded basis, you actually see every component of that cost. So what are some of the costs that are go into an insurance plan and a self-funded plan that you, that you do differently from um, company to company? So components in a self-funded funded plan, um, the way we are able to really help employers in terms of cost savings, um, you're going to have your stop loss. So that's something broken out into a certain premium, um, which uh, you'll, you'll see that. You will see on a self-funded arrangement um, on your cash flow that you'll have the TPA costs. So a, a third-party administrator, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've heard that term thrown yep. out there. But um, but tell the people out so there who TPA, aren't familiar what a TPA is. So a TPA, for example, um, when you receive your health insurance ID card in the mail, mm-hmm. the TPA on a self-funded plan is who issues the, those ID cards. Okay. Um, so Thomas McGee, for example, we have 80 employees roughly, and mm-hmm. we have been self-insured for 20 years. Mm-hmm. We've had no renewal increase, premium increase for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. The past four years, we've had um, employee premium holidays. So in the month of December, we don't have to pay our portion of our premiums. That's great. Um, so, and why are you uh, able to do that differently as a self-insured company versus if someone had this uh, fully insured plan that, like you said, is like rent. You can't, can't predict the increases. You really can't even do anything about it if they do it except not sign up again. How, how was a fully insured plan able to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, personalized? Fully insured, there really is no personalization, quite honestly. I'm sorry, uh, self-insured. Um, how is self-insured okay. able to be more personalized? Self-insured, you receive claims data, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, there, What I love about self-funding is the fact that there's total transparency and that that right there is, you know, like I said, what makes my job most rewarding because I'm not placing a group with a certain carrier because I know that I'm going to get overrides and commissions by that carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm placing groups with certain t- TPAs because I know that they will perform on the service side and they will get those ID cards out in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, or another component, a cost component in a self-insured plan would be a PBM, your pharmacy benefit manager. Right. So 
we really uh, vet out and we, we look for the best of the best um, for every component that goes into those self-insured plans. But um, there's on a fully insured plan, really, there's no customization. The carrier is profiting a lot. Mm-hmm. But when you get the claims data, you will see, okay, in the month of November, there were 10 employees that went to the emergency room. Right. So that's going to affect an employer's cost because mm-hmm. you're not paying for premiums. You're paying for expenses as they are incurred. Oh, okay. So like in, what we do in membership medicine, we keep people out of the ER all the time. Uh, I've had several patients call me on the weekend because, or call me in the morning or call me at night because they had something. They, I just want to call you right before I went to the ER. I tell them, well, let's back up here. What is the problem? And then I said, oh, no, no, that doesn't have to go to ER. So a lot of times what we did do is in membership medicine is help them uh, avoid the ER. And so that's that's one of the things that I guess working with someone on the physician end uh, as a um, as a benefits advisor that you can help pair employers up and say, hey, look, this is some of the other benefits. You're going to save money on the back end uh, by using a membership doctor or somebody who understands uh, how to save money uh, on the consumer side by uh, utilizing a, a self-insured plan. You are exactly right, and that's something I admire about the model that you practice in. Um, you know, and part of my job, uh, when I work with employers who are already self-funded, I recently worked with a manufacturing company, and we did an assessment on their employee benefits. They're, they've been self-insured for about 10 years, and um, when I asked the employer, okay, so what cost containment strategies has your broker provided you with? They probably looked at you like, what are you talking about? They knew exactly what I was talking about. Oh, okay. So their broker was up front with them and, and told them. Because a lot of times, I guess with a self-insured broker, they would be up front with them. But a lot of times, I think uh, dealing with brokers, they're just kind of like, they they utilize the, uh, uh, what do they call it? asymmetry. I think a lot of that happens with insurances. There's this asymmetry, whereas one party understands the uh, uh, complexities of the program and the other party doesn't. And then the party who understands that uses it to their benefit. But you're saying with self-insured that the brokers are very up front with people. Well, they they should be. And mm-hmm. in this case, the worker was not very upfront, oh, okay. and they were not engaged with the employer. The employer was more knowledgeable on oh. their plan than the broker was. Okay. And so that's when I had asked when I asked the business owner of this manufacturing company, you know, what cost containment strategies has your broker presented to you to de- decrease your overall healthcare spend? Mm-hmm. Um, she looked at me kind of confused, mm-hmm. and she said, "Well, none." Uh-huh. And I was shocked to hear that there were no ideas recommended to reduce their cost, but she said, but I implemented a cost containment strategy, not my broker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that strategy was uh, based on the claims data. She saw that there was overutilization in the emergency room within their uh, employee population. So what she did was um, implemented their urgent care copays to mm-hmm. match their specialist copays. So they lowered their urgent care copay. Smart. Yes. So because what I... <laughs> Based on my experience working within the healthcare and health insurance industry, ER utilization, I see a lot of duplication um, mm-hmm. oh, of yeah. services. Yeah, stitches and don't also, have to be uh, done in the ER, or anything short of an, a true emergency should not be done in the ER, in my opinion. Urgent cares are really yeah. great for addressing acute issues that are beyond the scope of what a family doctor or internist may do, or hap- occur after hours. But let's say you're you're out there playing in the yard and your child falls and unfortunately busts their head open. Well, that's an urgent care visit, unless the kid is unstable. There's there's zero reason to go to the ER for that. ER, to me, is for 
it utilized properly is you're having something that's going to, you're not sure if you need to be hospitalized or not, not for uh, convenient acute care. That's entirely wasteful use of the ER. Exactly. And I can tell you from my own experience, um, utilizing urgent care versus the ER, um, when I have used uh, an urgent care facility, the service is, uh, I mean, unparalleled there. Um, emergency room physicians, they are trained to act on instinct, so they can't really sit there and assess you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a lot of times imaging, which is a huge cost driver, MRIs, for example, um, I see duplication, uh, duplication in the imaging. So say you go to the ER, they're like, okay, let's do an x-ray on your wrist to make sure that you really did break it. Mm-hmm. But then they refer you to a specialist after the fact. Mm-hmm. Well, they want to do another x-ray. So, I mean, it's yeah. just repetition and it's cost that is really affecting these self-insured groups. So when I see something like that, that's when I will... Mm-hmm. Get in front of the employer, sit down and strategize with them. What can we do to reduce your costs? That's and coming that in here. And that will save them money in the long run, or in the short run and long run. Exactly. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm on with Mackenzie Dops, and she's with Thomas McGee. She is a group benefits and self-insured strategist. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about how self-insured employers work well with membership medicine doctors. And this is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. We will be right back. Hi there, this is Dr. Tommy McElroy. You didn't go to medical school so you could fill out paperwork. Got into medicine because you wanted to help people. You want to make a difference. You want to heal and connect with your patients. Atlas MD is the EMR that will help you get to where you always wanted to go. Learn how to transition your practice to direct care and learn more about Atlas MD EMR at atlas.md. That's A-T-L-A-S dot M-D. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm on the phone here with Mackenzie Dobbs, who is with Thomas McGee, and she is a group benefits and self-insured strategist. And we were talking before the break about how she helps to carve out uh, savings for her her customers, who are her businesses, so that they can save money and pay less for insurance. And by doing so, she's a, a consultant helping them, and they're paying her for her help. And she's not necessarily looking to just extract as much of a, a commission as possible from them. And uh, one of the things that I like about working with a person like McKenzie is they understand exactly what we do as membership medicine doctors. So what we do is we eliminate the cost completely of any uh, primary care with our membership fee. So there's no real need unless um, you, unless you just don't want to utilize a, that type of physician. There's really no need to have a, a benefit per se for primary care because a membership medicine doctor covers all primary care. And then depending on their tra- depending on their training, they may cover like I do sports medicine, so it covers urgent care too, and primary care, and even a little bit of orthopedics. And um, so, and then the other thing we can do is we can arrange for them to have drastically reduced prices on labs and medications. So we can utilize our ability as a physician to get wholesale pricing, and then we pass those along to our members. So what I what I like about working with someone who's a self insured consultant or who helps businesses who are self insured. Uh, get insurance is they understand where I'm coming from and they're looking for out for the best interest of their company. And then everyone wins, including the consultant. What do you think about that? Absolutely agree with you. Um, and you mentioned pharmacy. So something as a self-insured consultant working with employers, um, you will see commercials on TV and they will advertise the latest and greatest or as what they say, mm-hmm. <laughs> medication. And they, uh, when someone sees that advertisement, that commercial on TV, they're like, hey, 
doctor. Um, yeah. I want this medication instead mm-hmm. of the generic that I've been taking for 10 years. Right. So the best way I explain this is statins um, versus super statins. Mm-hmm. That right there, a statin, say, is around $2,000 a month, and a super statin would cost $20,000 a month. So when your employee within oh, your goodness. group sees that commercial and they go to the doctor and the doctor gladly writes the script for the higher-paying mm-hmm. uh, medication in that case, mm. um, it's going to affect the cost of your self-insured plan tremendously. Yeah. And so when we – what was that? I said by an order of magnitude. Yes, yes. And when we see a situation like that, that is another opportunity for us to get in front of the employer and say, this is how we recommend, um, you know, situations like this to avoid it, Um, maybe implement a uh, prior authorization procedure, or you can omit allowing that formulary or that medication within the plan itself. You know, so, like funny. I said, so much customization. You know, it's funny about prior authorizations. I can't tell you how many times in the past when I worked in the insurance-based model is we would spend, oh, I don't know, 35, 45, 50, 60 minutes working on a prior authorization, and they send it back, and we call again. And anyway, we finally get the drug approved for the patient and call the patient and tell them, and they say, oh, thank, thank, thankfully we got this approved for you. Now you can go get your medicine, and they say, Oh, I don't even think I need that. And or they'll say, "Well, how much is the copay?" Well, it's it's only going to be ten dollars. Oh no, I don't want it then. So here you are. You wasted all this time to get this medicine. The patient doesn't even care for it. Or if they do, they don't want it unless it costs less than ten dollars. And that's again, you know, when people don't pay directly for what they're getting, it's very very low likelihood that they're going to try to get the most bang for their buck. That's why you know Milton Friedman's right that you get the best bang for your buck when you you pay for the things you're getting and not have a some third party paying for you. As much exactly. as possible. Yeah. Yes, and I, I, I can relate to what you just said as well. My sister is a primary care physician in Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. and um, she was on call one weekend that I was home, and hearing her um, speak with patients and uh, having to get prior authorization on medications for scripts that she had written, it kind of amazed me to see how many calls she received during that weekend. Oh, and yeah. I asked my sister, I'm like, do you ever look at the formulary with each carrier? Um, you know, when you write the script, when that patient is in your exam room, do you take the time to look to see, okay, is there a prior authorization? Is there step therapy required? Mm-hmm. What coverage tier? How much is this going to cost my patient? Mm-hmm. Um, and she said no, because she doesn't have time. And yeah. it's way too many papers, you know, to go yeah. through. And I said, Allie, it's so simple. Here, I'll send you a United Healthcare's formulary right mm-hmm. now so i sent her a text with uhc's formulary mm-hmm. i'm like you really just you have yeah. to act as the advocate for your patient yeah that's tough though the doc she doesn't have time you know she probably uh, has that's yeah. one of the 15 20 things that she's doing that are not patient related you know doctors like to be doctors most of the time not be clerks but the way it's become now with a so this uh this overburdened um, bureaucracy that yeah it's, it's tough it's tough and i I can relate to that. Um, I tell you what, that's why we try to use generics as much as possible. Generics that are effective is a, a no-brainer. Sometimes they're even free. Um, we use generics here that are free at Publix, and uh, it's just a, a great thing. Um, this is Dr. Yeah. Tommy Show, and I'm on with Mackenzie Dops, and she is a group benefits and self-insured strategist. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what she likes to do in her free time and any, anything that's coming up for her on the horizon. This is Dr. Tommy Show. We'll be right back. Echelon Health is a concierge medicine practice. So what's included with concierge medicine membership? 
Well, all office visits and procedures are included. Also, our patients access wholesale pricing on labs and medications. They communicate with the doctor and staff through text, email, and cell phone. They also enjoy same-day or next-day appointments, all for one yearly fee. Echelon Health is medical care for a modern lifestyle. Join us online at tampadirectcare.com to learn more. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and uh, I am talking with Mackenzie Dops, who is a group benefits and self-insured strategist with Thomas McGee. And uh, during the break, we were talking about what Mackenzie likes to do in her free time, and she likes to go back home to Wichita. And I asked her if she knew who Josh Umber was, Dr. Josh, who's a uh, uh, founder of Atlas MD and is the sponsor of our podcast. And Atlas MD, if you're not familiar with it, is a state-of-the-art, I mean, truly state-of-the-art EMR. It integrates billing, it integrates inventory, it integrates uh, uh, pharmacy services, it integrates uh, um, uh, messaging. You can video message and text message with your uh, employee, I'm sorry, with your patient through the EMR. And actually, we're going to have a a podcast with him coming up because there's just so much to... uh, talk about that um it's it's hard to even i don't even know all of it i've just started using atlas md within the last several months and there's just every time i open it there's more and more de- um more and more features that are just all useful and you say that you have uh, nieces and nephews in wichita right correct i do tell us about uh what it's like uh growing up in uh, wichita and why you like to go back growing up in wichita i, I had a great upbringing um so I was born and raised in Wichita, Kansas, and I actually moved to Overland Park, Kansas, seven years ago to attend Cleveland Chiropractic College. Mm-hmm. I would have been the 17th chiropractor in my family. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, I found my niche in the healthcare world by working as a benefits consultant exclusively in the employee benefits arena. But um, I have one brother and three sisters, mm-hmm. and that is where I... I uh, was blessed with my nieces and nephews. Um, How many do you have? I, <laughs> I hate that question. Why is that? My, fam- my family is so big. I have seven total right okay. now. <laughs> yeah. But aside from my career, I, I love being outdoors, spending time with my family and friends. And uh, I, I'm definitely a homebody. I like to be crafty in various ways, whether it's painting, decorating, refinishing furniture, um, I simply like to take something ordinary and make it special. So, tell us some some of the stuff you did with furniture then. Well, I've furniture. I've refinished uh, dressers, uh, mm-hmm. painting, um, mm-hmm. distressing it. Pinterest helps me out mm-hmm. a lot, uh, sanding it, and mm-hmm. then uh, finding the right uh, varnish and paint. But when I do uh, paintings, I it's not like I uh, do anything too extravagant. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty simple, but I I have a piece in my living room, actually. I painted four canvases, um, all a different color, and then I taped them to my wood floor, and I painted a gold line that interlinks each canvas. So they're spread apart on the wall, but they interlink. I like to kind of come up with something uh, a little bit different, but something that I can say I made. Yeah, that's (laughs) always cool when you could say, you know, that looks really nice. Yeah, I, I made that. And then they just sit there in astonishment. When I was in uh, Arizona, when I was a younger person, before I went to medical school, actually before I went to college, I think, I uh, worked in the summer doing construction, and um, one of the things we had to do was they had a, a lodge they were building, and they had these large um, timbers that they needed to have distressed because they were going to put them up in the ceiling. 
And uh, so one of our jobs for one of the one of the times we had to was just take chains and just beat these uh, timbers, which seemed like fraternity, just to distress them because they were brand new looking. And then once they finally finished them, they did look like they were hundred years old. Yes, and that's actually so. My father, who he is still practicing, um, he he owns his chiropractic clinic in Wichita, and he also uh, he has another business he created probably ten or twelve years ago. He owns a physical therapy company, and they have about fifteen locations total: ten in Wichita, five up here in the greater Kansas City area. But he, on his days off, um, he will go out to our cabins. We have um, private lakes out there, but he likes to build stuff mm-hmm. like our cabins, and he likes to distress any type of um, wood material and make mm-hmm. a bed or, um, I mean, anything and everything and landscaping out there. But that's really his hobby, and that's something else I love doing. During the summertime, I absolutely enjoy spending time at my family's log home, riding four-wheelers, jet skis, and just being with my family. Yeah, enjoying the great, beautiful uh, parts of America that a lot of people never even see or never even know exist. You would not even feel like you're in Kansas. It's it, You truly, when you're out there, it's like you're in Colorado. It looks like it, at least. That's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and we really appreciate the insight and uh, sharing with us your expertise. And if people want to get a hold of you and they want to learn more about uh, some of your services, what's the best way? Thank you so much. The best way to reach me is either by uh, phone on my cell phone is 816-807-2786 or via email at mdopps at thomasmcgee.com. And then uh, what states are you able to work in? Every state. Every state. So if you're out there and you want to have a solution, you're self-insured, or you're thinking about being self-insured, you want someone who's going to really work with you to find the best options that fit your needs and also are most cost-effective, then please call McKenzie. Uh, Thank you again for coming on, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Dr. Tommy. You as well. Thank you. And then for all of you out there listening, if you want to hear more of the Ask Dr. Tommy show, we invite you to listen on iTunes, and you can also listen on Stitcher and also on TuneIn. And you can also always go to AskDrTommy.com where we have the podcast, we have the commentary, we have some videos, you learn about podcasting and there's physicians tab and patients tab. There's all kinds of things here. So we invite you to give, uh, look at that. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more show news and information, go to askdrtommy.com. And be sure to follow Dr. Tommy on Facebook at Echelon Health and on Twitter at Tapa Direct Care. To learn more about Echelon Health Concierge Medicine Practice, visit Echelon Health online at tapadirectcare.com.